Yo, buddy, yeah. I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> we are punk rock as it gets. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are punk rock as it gets. Oh, wait, I have that. Where is it? We are punk rock as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. I'm never singing on this freaking show again. <laughs> Gosh. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Man, man, we've missed you. Yeah. We have just really, really missed you. Yeah. Uh, I'm Corey Kingston, host of the Drum Brigade podcast. That's right, sir. Yeah. And that over there in Phil's castle is the one, the only fantastic fundamentally sound from philadelphia and also living in fallbrook funky phil pardell oh boy oh yeah. boy how's it going funky phil it's good man I'm i miss having... you man i haven't seen you in forever i know we, we took last week off for your anniversary right yeah yeah anniversary 15 years ladies and gentlemen 15 years that's right yeah yeah that's right congratulations still, you know it's still like it's still going a lot of people are getting divorced because of covid they're just sick of each other can't take it for real yeah I and me that. and my wife nah man we're good we're just like you know i i go out of my way on the daily to like irritate her <laughs> but she just continuously has my back dude it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy 15 years married 15 years that's so crazy cool. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk all about that. This is the Drum Brigade podcast. This is episode 91. We have a great guest this week. Great guest. John Sparrow from Violent Femmes is coming on. Oh, baby. Yeah. He is punk rock folk as it gets. <laughs> uh, fantastic drummer. Um, this is going to be good. He came highly recommended by a listener. A listener was like, we, we, put, we posted something a while ago like, Hey, who should we have on the Drum Brigade podcast? Like, who would you like to hear, you know, and be entertained by on the Drum Brigade podcast? And somebody was like, bro, John Sparrow, Violent Femmes. And I was like, all right, I'm down. And then we hit him up and he was like, heck yeah, I'm down. And then the rest is history. He's coming on the show today. So yeah, I mean, I think deserves another one. Yeah. 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 So we're looking forward to that. He's coming on very soon. Um, yeah, Drum Brigade podcast, man. We're back. We took a week off. Sorry about that. Sorry, but we have personal lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I'm coming in the studio today. I'm very tired. Very tired. Where were you up to yesterday? I'm like slurring my words because I'm so tired. Phil, we're going to get into it. Oh, sorry. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's nothing, it's nothing big, but then I'm going to have to push the soapbox button, and then we're going to be here for an hour, and, okay. you know, it's... Sorry. Format, format. So let's just let's just breathe. I'll count to ten, and then we'll move on. All right. Uh, Drum Brigade podcast. As I mentioned, um, we got a lot of things going on. A lot of fires in that iron. No, a lot of irons in that fire. <laughs> I told you I'm tired. Um, so we have a Patreon. Um, Patreon, man. Patreon, guys. There is some exclusive, exclusively like dope content on the Patreon. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know. I just did an hour-long podcast with my dad. He talks about firing one of the most famous drummers 
of our generation firing from his band. Yeah. I'm not telling you who it is because you got to sign up for Patreon if you want to hear. Um, it's a good story. But yeah, my dad tells a bunch of stories about his, his um, career as a musician, as a singer. And like when I was two years old, he was playing in a band. The drummer sucked. He fired him. He's a very famous drummer. <laughs> and not who you'd think. Um, so anyways, all right, it was Vinny Caliuta. Just kidding. <laughs> Vinny was dope when he was like in his 20s. Vinny was always dope. Yeah. Uh, all right, not, not, yeah, it wasn't Vinny. You want to find out who it is, sign up for Patreon. But there's also like other stuff. There's lesson stuff. There's a, like one of the best, probably the best soapbox I've ever had. And we never released it to the public. It's only on Patreon. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff on there, though. There's a whole other hour-long bonus podcast about how I started Drum Brigade and what the influences are and all that stuff. There's going to be all kinds of content like that just coming at you almost like weekly. Um, but there's also other stuff where you can come in studio with us. You can take a private lesson with us. You can... Um, you know, do all kinds of stuff. We also have lessons, um, beach brigade today happening today in Oceanside, California. Um, but by the time you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow. So, uh, but it happens every Monday in Oceanside by the pier. Um, and we're going to be expanding to other days as well. So, uh, if you want to take a remote lesson with us or a beach brigade lesson with us, just hit us up, use drumbrigade.com. And um, you can get all the information from Drum Brigade. There's a sign-up form on there. And you can just sign up for your lessons right then and there. Our, our merch, best merch out there, bro. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a ton of it. A ton of different stuff. Tons. Even dog shirts or sweatshirts. So you and your dog can match. Uh, DrumBrigade.com. Just go and check it out. Use a contact form for all the other stuff if you want to be part of the show and ask a question or just give a shout out or whatever. We read all that stuff on the air. So hit us up, use a contact form or just DM us, DM us um, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, like and subscribe, all that jazz. John Sparrow coming up. Uh, we're going live on Instagram. So you guys can ask questions there always. Anytime we have a guest on, we're live on Instagram. You guys can just join the chat room, watch us live and... Um, ask questions on the spot. We'll read them on the air. All right, cool. All right, Funky Phil, let's get into it. Drum Brigade Brigade Podcast. John Sparrow from Violent Femmes is coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. I am freaking tired though, Phil. What'd you do last night? Oh, boy. trying to hear that right now i've been pretty much back to work phil yeah <sighs> played a wedding last night Woo! with the schmucky medals and then i played a wedding the, the week before on sunday too thank goodness so i had to come home early from my vacation <sighs> went to went to lake tahoe beautiful up there did Whoa. a 12 mile hike nice uh 12 miles walking with my janky robotic leg my ankle that with 12 screws in it uh, but it was, oh man, it was beautiful, dude. But it was only like, it was too short. We drove up there like eight hours and then we just like 
like hang out and then we go to bed and then we go on a hike for 12 miles and then we just like go back to the room and have dinner and then we leave the next day. <laughs> Dang. We stopped at a bunch of places on the way home, but that's not my soapbox. I'm mad right now. Yeah, you're mad. Played a wedding last night. Played a wedding the week before. These are both South Orange County weddings. Ooh. Bro, I don't miss this, Phil. I don't miss this at all. I don't miss, like, I don't miss going back to freaking playing weddings. I don't miss this. I need to freaking, I need to, I need to change this up. Yeah. I go to these weddings, dude, and I'm like, within five seconds, I'm pissed off. I don't want it to just stay away from me, all you idiots with all your stupid Rona germs. Get away from me. Not one person is wearing a mask or socially distancing. Oof. Not one person. Every single person there, it's like the the thing never happened. That's messed up. And so I like the only thing that I can say is both weddings have been outdoors, which I think is like by law in California. Both weddings were outdoors. And both weddings, they had us set up like on a balcony kind of thing where people couldn't approach us. So I was like away from people. Yeah, that's cool. But like, it is like these people, I mean, here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. When I got to the first wedding last week, people were like kind of trying, at least trying to be socially distant for the wedding. But then cocktail hour happens. Everybody starts mingling and drinking. And it's like, this thing doesn't exist anymore. By the end of the night, people are like all on the dance floor, like super crowding, like having a good old time dancing, which, dude, I get it. I get it. We've all been locked up for freaking forever for months and months. But gosh, dude. It's like everybody is just sweaty and drunk and all it's like old people, young people, fat people, skinny people. It doesn't matter. They're just unhealthy, healthy. doesn't matter. They're all up in each other's grill, dancing with each other, hugging, high-fiving. <laughs> and so last night, last night was even worse. It was just these, it was like the typical millennial, you know, like just... I don't know what you call it, but just the typical privileged wedding. Okay. Okay. Um, and all these people, it's like one of those weddings that I've, I've had many a soapbox about these people that are just trash. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's a little harsh, <laughs> but they're just, dude, there's people are like doing trash. drugs. People are like getting wasted. They're, they're just, you know, it's the kind of, it's the kind of wedding where the, there's dudes like with no shirt on, but they still keep their bow tie on. You know, and they're like, yeah, or they tie their tie around their head. Uh It's like kind of one of those weddings. Okay. And there's like people that are drunk, drunk arguing on the phone, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, It's that. It's that. Okay. And so it's like not one, like from the moment I got there for the wedding, for the whole thing, there is not one person trying to even be remotely careful. Not one person is wearing a mask. Not one, not even like the bartenders are wearing masks. Wow. Like I felt like me and the bass player were the only two people in the building wearing a mask. Is that free? And no, it was a, it was Harley. Nice. 
another dope bass player too, by the way. Um, anyways, yeah, dude, I'm, it just, it just, I, like I, I got this email or this thing that sent was sent to me. My wife sent me and she was like, Hey babe, just be careful when you're, you know, I know you got to go back to work and all that stuff, but <laughs> like, just be careful. And I, this email was like, Hey, you know, it, it was, it was probably a little, it was a little like exaggerated maybe, but yeah. facts are facts. So the facts were, Hey, just rest, just know that if you're having a wedding in 2020, the coronavirus is also attending this wedding. Like there's no way around it. And they're like, they gave an example of this wedding that happened somewhere. I don't remember where, but it was a wedding of like 25 to 50 people. There was no social distancing. It was the same thing. And then out of that wedding, seven people died from coronavirus. Seven. Seven people died from coronavirus. And the people that died were not at the wedding. But they linked it back to friends of friends from people that were at that wedding. So they passed it around. They were probably asymptomatic. They gave it to other people. And then they freaking killed seven other people. That's so messed up, dude. I and so that's I, so that's so heartbreaking. I feel like it's, I know it just sucks that a lot. You know, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of the people that are not taking it very seriously feel like, you know, it's just on their end. But really, the the scariest part is spreading it to other people. To, that's the whole me. point. Is like you could be not showing any symptoms, but you could still pass it on to me, dude, or I can pass it on to you. And so my whole thing is, you know, and I'm not trying to bring the show down or make this like a friggin' political thing. It shouldn't be though. Like this is dangerous. And if you don't, if you freaking don't feel like that, dude, my uncle is dead. My uncle died from coronavirus and he was one of those people that was like, it's not real. Get away from me. It's not, it's not what people are saying it is. Dude, he was those guys. He refused to wear a mask. He was one of those guys and he died like in July from the virus. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying, man, I like, it's just weird for me, man. Like it's weird to like show up. And I think it's also where I live. Like people are pretty cautious out here, you know, it, for the most part, it, it's, we, we're, we live in a world where everything is divided, but like for the most part, it, it's like, it's just weird for me though, to show up and be wearing a mask. And I can feel people looking at me weird. You know, and then it's hot. So it's like, man, it, it was right on the beach and it was super humid. So like when I'm behind my drums, I'm far away from everybody. And so I wasn't wearing my mask, but the whole time I'm like, I feel like I can't breathe because I'm like weirded out. Like I, I feel like all these people's sweaty germs are everywhere. Yeah. You just imagine them all breathing heavily and dancing yeah. and sweating. And they're just, just they're, they're, then like the, the, it's like, yeah. Gross. Yeah, yes, exactly. And so, you know, it's like, it's like, that's one part of it. But then the next part of it is like, all the same freaking songs, dude. Last week, we we played Uptown Funk, and I thought of you. I was trying to reach for my phone while I was playing to film it and be like, here we are again, Phil. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, I just was telling the guys last night, like, I'm grateful to have work. I'm grateful to be out here. I'm, I mean, like, you know, set up right on the, on the basically overlooking the beach, like on this cliff. And it's like a really beautiful view. 
And I'm not, I'm like, I should love this. But as soon as I'm wheeling my drums in, I'm like, what the heck am I doing, dude? Like, this isn't what I do. This is not what I do. And so I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, like, what am I, I don't know what I'm I'm trying to say, but I'm just freaking over playing these kind of gigs, dude. Yeah. And the, the added anxiety and stress of a pandemic yeah i'm sure amplifies everything and makes it like even harder to go to do that if you're not if your heart's not in it too well people don't understand too that like these 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 type of people that are having these type of weddings during a pandemic you have to understand the type that we're talking about here like these are the type of people that already would irritate me and i would have a soapbox about before the pandemic True. Because of their like self-centered, like me first, like I get what I want. If I'm paying money, like money gets me whatever. Like I can't handle this. Yeah. You know, I can't handle that. And so it, it's, it's a, it's a type. It's, I don't know what the, what it, what it is, but it's, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't, there's this story that Anthony Smith tells that it, it is like Anthony's a, the piano player on most of the gigs, a keyboard player, and he's come on the show because he's a vibe player. Anyways, he's an amazing teacher, an amazing author, an amazing musician, like one of the best musicians in San Diego. Anyways, yeah. me and him are pretty tight, and he's really funny. He loves the story of like how over it I get with like the brides that come up and, and like, or the wedding planner that comes up and I'm just like, don't talk to me. Like, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. Whatever you're going to say has nothing to do with me. So just there's somebody that's already like in the position to talk to you and work out all the bugs and get the timeline squared away. All I do is count to four and start the song. Leave me alone. Okay. Leave me alone. Yeah. And so this bride, I was breaking down my drums, putting my cymbals in, just trying to get the heck out of there as quickly as possible on this gig, like like probably a couple of years ago. And the bride comes up and she's just like, oh my God, you guys are so amazing. Thank you so much. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, hey, look, like I'm not, I, I appreciate the accolades, okay? I really do. But like, I just, Anthony said that I was so over it. Like I was so burnt out on this that I put my symbols in and then I just don't even look up. I just go, thank you. You're a beautiful bride. And just kept putting my symbols in. (laughs) And he was like, he looked at me and he like said that I didn't even look up. I just was like, thank you. You're a beautiful bride. And like kept putting my symbols in the bag. And like, he's like, you were like a total, you're like a total robot. You're like in cruise control. Like you don't, it's like, they're all, they're all the same. They're all the same. That's so funny. And it's, dude, I, it's, yeah, it, I feel like I'm being super negative and I'm talking about like, like, I'm sure the girl last night was really pretty, you know, but like, it's just a freaking void for me now. Like all these people are just, I, I, I hate talking about my passion playing drums like in such a negative way and that's the thing i'm not bummed out at playing gigs i'm just bummed out at playing these gigs yeah you know and so now that these people those people are the type that would irritate me all the time because they're super demanding and they're super whatever else now it's even worse because they're like super selfishly 
demanding that they still have their wedding without any restrictions during a pandemic. Yeah. That is even more irritating to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. And, and like the thing is there's, I, I have a really good time playing with like almost all the musicians. I have a really good time with them. I have a really good time working with some of the best musicians in town. Um, so that is not the problem. Um, and you know, like we did a corporate gig like a, a like two, three weeks ago and it was a blast. So I think it might just be weddings that I'm like, over. I hate going to weddings, you know? And like, I just, yeah, it's, uh, whatever. I'm out. I'm over it. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> Gosh, stop people. D you know, it's fine if you want to have a wedding, but like, you know, I, it's like, I'm going, I'm playing, I'm, I'm wearing a mask. I'm trying to be careful. And it just makes it so that I can stay away from people even more, but it's very stressful. And like, I just don't, I feel the same way about casinos. Like, I feel like I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm trying to give my best effort on playing the best I possibly can as a professional, but no one cares. Like no one's there to see me. No one's there to appreciate what I do and the effort that I put in. And also the drums that you're forcing me to play don't allow me to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel the same way at a wedding where it's like, I'm, I'm playing and like, they don't know that like I've the work I've put into this and the places I've been and the places I've seen and toured and they don't care that I've like starved on the road and like, to try to pay my dues and you know, they don't care that I've like the blood, sweat and tears that I've poured into drum brigade and that I'm recording a podcast today and doing beach brigade today. And like, they don't care about that. They're just like there because it's their wedding. And like, that's not what I do. I don't do it for that. I don't do it for all the praise, but I also don't do it just to be like at somebody's dumb wedding, you know, and possibly catch the coronavirus. Yeah. I'm very negative, Phil, because I'm very tired. I'm sorry. So I got home last night. I got back to the studio last night and unloaded my drums and I have to load up for Beach Brigade. So I have to like swap out my car, you know? Yeah. All the equipment. And then I realized that I didn't post anything about our guest today. So I had to like do that. And then I had to like also set up for the podcast today. So I had a lot of stuff to do and then I had to get home and I was like not getting into bed with everybody's Rona's all over me. So I had to like take a nice scalding hot shower to burn it off. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> so by the time I got to bed, it was like one or one thirty. Um, I'm really tired. So anyways, Phil, sorry to start the show off on such a negative aspect. That's okay. But don't get it twisted. I still do have more soapboxes I'm if sure this show do. allows us. Yeah, it's been two weeks. I went back to work and do the floodgates open. Floodgates open. It's like that's what's been missing. I need to go to work to get some solid some solid soap boxes. Yeah. All right. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Um I do a <laughs> I knew it was coming. It's a good week. <laughs> a lot of family time, you know? 
a lot of time with the boys and the wife and the dog. Things are good over here in Fallbrook. <laughs> I've mowed my lawn several more times. It's green. Um, I helped Felix. Well, I built a birdhouse for the first time. Wow. Check it, check it out. <laughs> that is a standard birdhouse. It's made out of cedar. Dang. From my house. I pulled it off the house, and then it's been cleaned up, and I cut it into shapes, and now it's a birdhouse. Wow. Do you have a wood shop? Kind of. Yeah. We have a, we got a lot of tools here. <sighs> we did another layer of stucco on the house. Yes. One step closer to finishing that room. Very um, cool. <laughs> I got some flooring for that room. A good Very price. Cool. I got a good price on some solid bamboo flooring. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Habitat for Humanity? Um, is, is that, that where you got it from? No. We went to uh, a place called Floor and Decor. <laughs> and they had some, some clearance some clearance flooring that I snatched up. I'm stoked. Wow. Um, Very cool. And I worked on the joint, like the big beam joint that we're, oh, we're yes. making a really, you know, complicated scarf joint for to join these two beams that were damaged so i made some progress on that i'm just excited i'm excited to be i can't wait for that room to be done because then i'll be able to record drums and do more drum stuff again so i'm like all in anytime i've got i'm trying to spend on that room we've got to get that room equipped with a banner dude for real brigade banner brigade banner unless you want to just do like a phil's castle banner or something phil's castle what's the hassle um (laughs) That's good. Good for you, Phil. You you know, you could like also just skip that room and just become a handyman. That's true. I don't know. That's still, dude, that's a lot of work. <laughs> not that I'm not down with a lot of work, but I don't, I don't know. Switching gears and becoming like a construction dude. I oh God. I, I don't see it. Let me tell point, you, man. that ain't happening for me, dude. I will do anything, Yeah, but not that. Uh, so my hippiness is growing even more, um, or future future hip, hippiness. Did you, you know, get a tie dye shirt? Huh? Did you get tie dye shirts? No, I I won't take it that far because it's not my style. But and like bell bottoms is not my style either. Um, is that a hippie thing? I thought that's a seventies thing. That's like a disco. Move. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like a seventies hippie thing. Um, but. Yeah, so like organic food and vegetarian and cycling and Birkenstocks and all that stuff. Well, I've been going nuts, so nuts about van conversions, <laughs> building like a Sprinter van. Ooh. So I'm going to need a new car pretty soon, man. And like my car is just, it's getting, it's got a lot of miles and I feel like the transmission might be getting a little wonky. Still drives still fine but it, it, it you know but it's uh so i'm like what am i gonna do you know do i want to get like a, a nice car or like an electric car or something Ooh. and i'm like you know maybe i just skip all that nonsense and i just keep this car and drive it until i can't drive it anymore and maybe i get like a big old giant sprinter van and like make it the brigade van like put a brigade logo and put my drums in it and stuff like for like to haul around. But then maybe I build going to Tahoe has really changed this. Like 
maybe I build a van conversion camper van. Ooh, now we're talking. That's where I'll need Funky Phil the carpenter to help me. <laughs> yeah, with your wood shop. Yeah, I'm down. We um, built we built a uh, in the Cassie B mobile. They've got one of those sprinters. Yeah, they got the they got the Mercedes one. Thing nice, sweet. But we built a loft bed in there. I helped Ryan build it. Yeah, it was all his design. I just helped him do a couple things, but. We um it was cool. Suede had, Suede had when we were touring, we we got a um Hurley, like we kind of got a sponsorship from Hurley, the clothing company. That's cool. And they they gave us um their company sprinter van to use for tour. And then they they wrapped it with um like our logo on the back, which is really dope. That's awesome. And we did the same thing. We built a loft bed and then all our equipment went underneath the loft bed. And it was like super comfy. It was like really easy to build too. That's cool. But I'm talking building the whole thing. Kitchen, little porta potty bathroom, like in a sitting area. Yeah. Dang. Taking taking all the seats out and making the back just like a livable. Because here's the deal, Phil. I was at my gig yesterday. That's my other hold on. Bruh. I can't believe I forgot this. trying to hear that right now. I can't even believe I forgot this. What? Look at the gig sheet for yesterday's gig. Uh-huh. It says be set up by four o'clock. Yeah. Okay. So I get all my stuff done early. I mean, I like loaded my drums in the morning so I wouldn't, I could rest a little bit before the gig. I leave my house at about two thirty, three o'clock, get to the gig at three thirty, so I can be set up by four. The bass player sitting out front on like a bench. And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, hey. I'm like, do you know where we go? And he's like, uh, well, we're in the back back there. But he's like, you can't set up yet. He's like, um, they have chairs there. That's where the ceremony is. And I'm like, oh. So he's like, I go, so we couldn't. So sh-. he's like, yeah, I got here at 2.30. I'm like, 2.30? And he's like, yeah, I thought I'd get here early so I can just set up and then, you know, not stress. And he's like, the, they told us that we can't set up until after the ceremony. So he's like, we don't technically, we don't set up until six 30. We don't play until eight 30. I got there at three 30. That's a fun curveball, bro. I'm like, <laughs> wait, we don't set up until six 30. And he's like, yeah, there's no, we can't set up. We can't do anything until six 30. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I'm three, three hours, three hours. I'm like, what am I going to do for three hours? I can't go to the freaking movies. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, tell me about it, dude. He's, and I, he's like, and we don't technically play until eight. And then we didn't end up playing until 830. Brutal. Dude. So I went to the mall. I'm like, malls are super weird now, dude. Like there's like lines to get in. You have to like wait to get in. There's no fitting room. So like. What? It's just weird now, dude. It's like. And you, you, it's like, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to spend money, but I, I, you know, am I, am I gigging like crazy? Cause I need like gig clothes, you know? And like, but I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm like, if I can't try it on, I'm not buying it, you know? And like, yeah. And so anyways, I'm just like, I go to the mall that took a total of like 30 minutes and then I'm like, I'm, I'm just out. So then I was just like in my car watching my iPad <laughs> and like <sighs> three hours. And then I get there, we set up, and then we still stand around until 8.30. So 6.30 to 8.00, we stood around for another two hours. 
Oh, man. Dude. Ugh. I ain't trying that's to it. hear that right now. <laughs> okay. So anyways, that's another reason why I want a Sprinter van. Because I could have just been chilling out in my second home with the doors open and the beach air and just hanging out on my own, watching TV, cooking something, yeah. whatever. Laying down, taking a nap. Yeah. I want one, dude. They're expensive, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, want one and them. I want to build it myself. You I don't, don't want, want to pre- buy one that's already decked out. No. I want to deck it out like my style, you know? What about a used one that's not a sprinter, but it's like a, a, a mo- Dodge or a something? A mobile home thing, you know? Oh, like a motorhome? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. But I kind of would like it to be somewhat of a daily driver, too. Oh, like, I want to be able to fit in a normal parking spot. I want to be able to just park it on the street and open the doors or whatever and just, like, have a second home. That'd be cool. But I would get a small, like, a very small motor home, but those are even more. Dude, you know that, like, if you get an already converted Sprinter van, they can be, like, $180,000? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a house in, like, Tennessee. Yeah. It's but, insane. But you can drive it. Dude, you know what kind of motorhome you could get for $180,000? You could get a giant, giant, like brand new giant motorhome could with you? like pop-out sliders. Really? For that much? I thought there were more. I guess you probably Dude, you right. can get a, a really, really nice motorhome for that much. Get one of those. Like your dad, does he still have that one? No, they sold it. Okay. But I don't want that. That's giant. I just want a Sprinter. Yeah. I want to be able to put my drums in. I want to be able to drive it. Yeah, but if you convert it all to living space, you're not going to have much room for drums. Yeah. Yeah, I will. You don't know my design, Phil. It's in my head. Okay. The bed will be up high like a loft, and then everything will go underneath there. Okay. And I want it to have solar. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right, Funky Phil. Let's take a break, and let's bring on John Sparrow from Violent Femmes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade Brigade Podcast, episode 91. Corey Kingston here. Funky Phil over there. Very special guest on the line, Funky Phil. Just joining us in in the Zoom chat room, you know, or the Zoom. What what do you call this? Zoom meeting? Zoom meeting? The Zoom meeting. There you go. I'm very tired today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I am too, actually. (laughs) I was just saying that. Um, Plays drums for the Violent Femmes. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, an A&F drummer or a right. artist, Regal nice. Tip drummer. Um, now I might say this wrong. Schlegwork. 
Spog work, yeah. Spog mm-hmm. work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Remo Drumhead Artist. Uh, please welcome to the show, John Sparrow. Oh, boy. Whoa. All right. <laughs> This is this is the thing that goes wrong for us is before we just do audio only and we'd have this big applause and they'd be like, where are you guys? We're like, no, we have a huge studio audience, but now you <laughs> Thanks can for see. having me, you guys. No, I, don't, I, I love it. My ego, right on, it, it, it boosted up my ego just a little bit there. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, you guys, and reaching out. This is great. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, we you actually came. Um, this was a listener requested um, guest. So, Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. One of our listeners, we, we, um, we put out like a thing a while ago and said, Hey, who should we have on the drum brigade podcast? And one yeah. of our listeners was like, you need to have John on like, Oh, that's like, awesome. Okay. <laughs> so oh, I'm flattered. that's great. Yeah. So that's really cool. That's, that's also a, a bonus for us too, because it, it makes it, you know, where, people want to hear certain people on our show, you know? Yeah. And so when they request somebody like you, it's like, man, that's, that means a lot for us too, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. It makes it easy for you guys. They're kind of feeding you, especially like with the questions when they have, yeah. they send in questions that really helps. They're, they're making the show, which obviously it is for them, right? For the listeners, that's ultimate, like that's a podcast is or a radio show, but they're helping right. you. They're kind of, yeah, they're, they're helping all of us, you know, with this, so we don't have to sit and rack our brains. Well, what should we talk about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Clearly, we're drummers, and well, we know what we're going to talk about in that regard. But yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> that's I, cool. I, I'm happy to be here. Right on, man. So how's how's everything going with all this madness right now? I, I'm guessing not much touring going on with Violent Femmes. Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question for all of us, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we all of us when we check in with each other, hey, what are you up to? Are are you doing anything? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I was supposed to leave for Australia in March. Oh man! Right when yeah, right when all that stuff happened, and it came down. It really came down the the wire on that. And it was going to be Australia, and then I was going to come back, and we were going to do uh, Red Rocks, and then uh, you know mm-hmm. a whole U.S. tour. I mean, a whole summer was was all ready to go. Yeah. And of course, the bottom fell out. And at least right now, I know that uh, we've made an announcement that we've rescheduled the Australian tour for 2022. Cool. Oh my goodness. I'm going to reiterate that. 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know everybody's being safe, but it's like, wow, you know. That's like, crazy. That's what is that a year and a half away? I mean, uh so that's it's all I can really say about all that. I mean, I talked to the guys in the band here and there. Uh Brian the bass player, he lives in Tasmania. Mm. And I I believe they don't have any cases at all in, in Tasmania. So he's doing his thing down there, you know, uh, up here. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, but yeah, it's on the femme side of it. That's kind of how everything shook, you know, played out. And it's not like we're kind of band that's going to do like a, um, a virtual concert or anything. Yeah. We have one guy on the West coast and one guy's in Australia, the time zones and, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's been maybe talked about. I haven't heard anything, but everybody's kind of maybe even like enjoying their home life a little bit. Yeah. You know, well, you know the, the, the crazy thing about that too, is rescheduling a tour for 20, 2022. And it still is like, man, I hope we'll be back to normal by then. It's like a year and a half. You're right. You're right. And this time, <laughs> this time has gone really fast. This, what did we, we call a quarantine, right? Yeah. It's especially cause I'm here in Milwaukee. So, we're heading into fall. I mean, we really start to feel the weather change. You know what I'm saying? In the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. It was just March. 
Yeah. Like, what? What's going <laughs> on here? You know, so I guess that would be one positive way of looking at it. Like maybe in, it'll feel like in 10 minutes, it's 2022 and I'm getting the itinerary. You know, hopefully that yeah. time goes fast and, and we'll see. Right. You don't know if we're going to be able to go back to normalcy, what that means. Uh, you know, and you hate to be negative. I mean, right. I, I, I told I was talking to Brian the other day and I said, listen, man, I just miss looking at both your faces on stage and playing the music. <laughs> you yeah. know, of course, you know, like it just, wow. You know, it's because the last shows we played, we did the Microsoft theater in LA. Yes. Uh, and, it, we, I, I, and we did two nights at the Fillmore and then we played the crystal ballroom in Portland. So like, it was a nice little swing right in February. Mm-hmm. And then we'd come home and then have all that stuff happen. was just like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. We're just getting our, our groove again, you know? Right. So fingers crossed, you know, um, yeah. I think it's been nice for some of the younger, you know, some of the, I hate saying younger, but you know, some of the, these newer groups, um, I mean, it's not, it's, you know, if they were starting to tour in the van and all that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bummer that, you know, and these guys are just coming up and establishing themselves, but locally, at least here in Milwaukee, <clears throat> we're, we're fully open. Oh, really? I mean, pe- so I've been doing shows. Oh, cool. You know, you know um, everybody wears masks. Everybody's been very respectful. We haven't had any kind of dramas like that. Yeah. But I can tell you, I don't know if you guys, are you, have you done any gigs? Yeah, it's, it's been, I was just talking about it. Like yeah. I was kind of on a rant about, I, I've been like, we do a lot of pickup gigs and stuff. There's been no touring or fly out dates for, for Nothing. us over here, but, right. um, but like pickup gigs, like wedding gigs and stuff like that, corporate gigs and stuff. Um, so but you're it's, doing something. Yeah. And so I just, I was doing a wedding last night and it was, it was like, but it's really torn out here. No, not one. I was like the only one, me and the bass player are the only ones wearing a mask. Nobody yeah. else at the wedding was wearing a mask, socially distancing, <clears throat> nothing. It was just. Yeah. I did a wedding I mean, Saturday night and it was kind of the same thing. I came in with the mask and nobody was wearing a mask. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, then I start getting kind of, weirded out like oh am i gonna be shamed for wearing a mask? You know, i I'm felt like, too yeah I, you know i don't know how to handle that <laughs> and uh it was a crazy gig oh man i had i was backing up um irish dancers with a fiddle player wow but the bride didn't know we were doing it so okay. it was in a tent outside but i had this this is great because you you know you appreciate this i mean they don't really understand it but you know how like with touring and production how everything is at any level, you have to, you know, load ins and all this stuff. Right. Well, I had to secretly load in. Imagine having to load oh in <laughs> and not get caught. Yeah. And then we're handing the drums over this uh, wooden fence in the back and dealing with the DJ and setting up the snare drum and hiding it. And... <laughs> but then I thought to myself, you know what? At least I have that opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, how cool, you know? Um, and it's, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, maybe at the weddings or whatever kind of gigs you guys have done. Uh, do you notice the people are like way into it more oh, yeah. than ever? Isn't that cool? That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I can say about last night is I was, I was, like I said, I was like ranting about the negative aspects of doing weddings again, but, sure. like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I did notice that first from the first song it was like the the party was on and people are just so happy to hear live music again you know yeah 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 and i'm i mean even with when my first gig back the musicians some of the guys i was playing with i was like w- there was a buzz 
there was definitely a buzz among yeah. the mu- you know with the musicians and the playing was just everybody was way on top yeah you know like their playing was top notch <clears throat> very inspiring you know i noticed too that like the first gig we did back was like a corporate gig and and it was um it was very cool. The musicians were all excited and just happy to be there. And like, kind of like th- there was the joke going around, like, so like the trumpet player was like, so I just like blow into this thing. Right. And I push these buttons and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like do, do I still know how to do this? But anyways, yeah. um, there was no like negative, like when a song was called, it wasn't like, oh man, no, nah, let's not, let's not do that. It was just like, yeah, right, let's do it. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that no, was pretty funny. So I guess that's a real positive that's the positive thing that I think has come out of all this on both sides from the, like I said, the performers and of course the audience, it's just, it is heartwarming. I literally, uh, I played another gig at a brewery the other day and there people were dancing and I left there and I was like almost choked up. Yeah. You know, I had played a couple gigs before that, but this was the first indoor gig actually, because I had been doing stuff on a, on a fire truck driving around the community. Yeah. That way you keep your distancing, you know, but this was the first indoor gig and it was, it was touching. I left there and it was funny to be loading out at 1030. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know how it is after a gig, like wherever area you are, there's, there's hustle and people are coming and going restaurants. Right. Nobody's around. I was like, well, let's, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get a drink. Uh, nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I guess we're going to go home and, you know, but it was touching. That's pretty, that's pretty like, it's pretty shut down here in San Diego. There's, there's a couple like duo gigs or something like that, that like people have been doing, but I haven't, I haven't done it. What about Humphreys or not? Is it Humphreys? Humphreys. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, yeah. Cause they can do, it's outdoors. It's outdoors. Yeah. I, I think I've seen some posts where they were doing something and they can maybe arrange the seating. That's a great venue. Yeah. One of my favorite venues actually there. Yeah, I like Humphreys. I've I've yeah. been a long time since I've played there. Actually, you know what's funny about Humphreys is like I've played there years ago, but but play I did a wedding there and they had us on the main yeah. stage with yeah. no sound. So what? my drums were not mic'd out mic'd up. Like nothing. It was like a little small, it was like a wedding. So a little small PA. No yeah. mics on the drums. We're on this huge stage, and it was just. A, and then there's like a dance floor at the bottom of the stage for what is so weird, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah but anyway, I, I was I was curious. I, mean, I think I've seen some posts. They 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 think they were trying to do something there. I just haven't really because you know I'm so busy. I haven't been able to yeah. keep up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I saw that. I know that in San Diego, like a lot of the clubs, like have tried to do. You know, there's like a, a local bar club here with Dan uh, um, called the tin roof. And I've heard a couple of musicians say that um, they've, they've played. And then there's like a vice squad that comes around and they're like, they'll shut it down. And that, you know, and so, so it's been kind of like, and there's like an ordinance supposedly in San Diego that there's no live music because it creates people gathering and all this stuff. So they're trying to, so we haven't really, we haven't really been, back at it you know yeah, like and that. It it's been too with the events. singing when you sing yeah it it's it, it, they say that it, it's it spreads further distance when you're singing or all that stuff so oh really yeah well that's yeah, what i heard you know heard some of the too. guys in the band were telling me about that so uh, yeah. i don't sing i'm not a singing drummer me either um <laughs> i so think we, my harmonies <laughs> we have uh we have a couple questions um i yeah, have i just wanted to ask too though like what is it you know uh, obviously we know we know that you're a working drummer but you you know yeah. you're the drummer for the violent femme so yeah um 
what's it like playing with you know one of the most iconic you know famous big name you know you tell somebody you play with violent femmes everybody knows who you're talking about you know and that's a, a lot of times it's a, a lot of people want i mean like man what's it like <laughs> what's it like being in one of the most iconic <laughs> bands known you know listen i like yeah i just got shivers thinking about it. first of all they were my first concert oh really that was my first show yeah wow i saw them here That's in milwaukee cool. they were opening up for b-52s and you get a kick out of this i was standing with my buddy who introduced me to all this music i mean it's my best friend to this day and the, st- the show started and all the all these kids were running towards the stage and i looked at him i go what's going on dude yeah, because I never been. I you know I came up playing jazz, so I did a lot of you know like supper clubs and all that, but never a concert concert. I'm like, what's going on? Are they right? What's good? Are they right? <laughs> He's like, no, dude, they're going to the pit. I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's like we're gonna dance. All right, um, <laughs> yeah, but they were my first concert. Cool. And um, you know, I, I mean, the story it's a kind of a longer story, but you know, one thing led to another. Uh, the original drummer Victor De Lorenzo, who lives mm-hmm. here in Milwaukee, produced an album for one of my bands oh, when yeah. he was not in the group. So that was a trip because I was like, "Oh man, I look up to," and I made that connection. And then later on, he went back to the band, and then shortly after that, I came into the band with him because I was playing the Cajon, the Schlagwer. Okay. Uh, and Brian wanted to like he wanted to just kind of thicken up the rhythm section you know what i mean and he loved it he's the one who introduced me to the cajon so that's how i got in a band and i'll tell you man that first i had never been on a tour bus wow and it's that first three days i remember getting on the bus never met gordon gordon walks on the bus and i'm i'm a i was a fan of the band you know what i mean yeah and i'm like oh and i knew brian that's how i came brian was the one that brought me in into full but i was like that's gordon like this is the violent femmes <laughs> I'm yeah. playing with, you know, it was that moment where I was like, how did, how did I get here? You know, yeah. and I had to like say, realize I had to come to that, to that point where I was like, dude, cause you've been hustling and working, you know, like yeah. all of us. Uh, and it was being in the right place at the right time in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's a trip, man. It's a That's trip so because cool. you, you know, we're being in a dressing room and having these other bands that I look up to, you know, guys that I, I think they're great. They come to our dressing room because they just want to say, hey, thank you so much for the music. Yeah. You know, to those guys. You know, I mean, I, I've played on a, I don't know, whatever, three or four albums, but I wasn't there in the beginning, clearly. But to see that respect, oh, dude, it's great. Yeah, man. If that answers the question, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And be, like I said, being on stage, there's times where I just, I look and I look at Gordon, look at Brian, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> So I hope that answers the question. It's, Man, that's it's a, so it's, that's it's a great amazing. answer. That's yeah. so great. Like it's yeah. I love the the like positive like aspect oh. of it that's so cool like it's yeah. not just like yeah man it's cool it's like man you're like so jazzed to be there you know that's really yeah cool. and, and they're not it's not one of these you know and there's a lot of gigs like this we all heard of or been in these situations where it's like you're a side man mm-hmm. don't don't talk to the principals don't right. go around the, that's not how this is which actually helps you know, I'm a Midwest guy. Obviously, you can tell by the way I talk. But <laughs> they they are, we go out to dinner. We go to see jazz if we have a day right. off. It's like, oh, let's go check this out. Hey, what are you up to? Like, we, you know, we hang out. We make jokes. And it's like a band, you know? Yeah. So that's that's another aspect I think that really plays into the, it's not just like, oh, this is great. I'm playing with Guns N' Roses, but I never get to see Axel. 
Right. You know, <laughs> right, some, yeah. you know no disrespect. I love Guns N' Roses, but I would be kind of bummed out. It's just, but I, of course, I would take the gig. Right. <laughs> Axel, <laughs> hey, hi. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it, it's, so it, that's another element, I think, that really makes it that much more special. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like it. I'm in a band, you know? Yeah. That's so, yeah. And, and, and like, I am. That's the that's the beauty of it too, and it's like it's a it's the well known, it's a famous band. It's you know it, it's it, everybody knows these iconic songs, and you yeah. know it's it's very cool, man. So and and yeah. like drummers like me and Phil have to cover you know stuff that you play with the actual band all the time at weddings and corporate yeah. gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so see yeah. Um, yeah, funny. Gordon always says, "Well, we like we'll do some radio stuff." And he'll say, yeah, so uh, we're that band that does that song. <laughs> in the yeah. Blister to Sun, which I'm right. sure you've covered a million oh, times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A million yeah, times. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. We've yeah. probably had lessons on on how to play that song and, you know, all the, all yeah. the stuff. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. always a trip for me when I'm like, you know, uh, we, we have to, uh, like... It gets it gets weird. We've had drummers on where it's like, man, these this dude plays with a lot of the artists that we cover, you yeah. know, and we're covering your drum licks, you know, just so you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's cool. Yeah, it, like even in my case, where I'm, I was, you know, I, I was friendly with Victor. You know, what I mean, he had produced my record, and then there was a drummer, Guy Hoffman, who was on some albums. They're Milwaukee guys, so I've actually hung out with these guys yeah. and asked them. So when you were doing this song or that song, what was the, you know what I mean? What were you guys going for? And mm -hmm. they've always been very gracious. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I cool. think it's how drummers are in general. Yeah. There is this fraternity. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that it's, you know, it's, we're all, we're all kind of like a brotherhood, like you say, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple listener questions here. Um, Great. One. Um, so one comes from Neil lamb. Um, he's a big fan uh, he oh, says awesome. um, he's over the moon that we got you on. Oh, all um, right. That's and he says, uh, th and I wanted to ask about this too. So you have a very unique setup when you play with with Violent yeah. Femmes. They've they've right. always had a unique setup: standing up drums mm -hmm. and very minimalist. Um, you have a lot of percussion, but he says, can you ask how he feels about using a kettle barbecue for a piece of the drum kit? Uh, 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 it uh, says uh, it must save your back on the load in for gigs. <laughs> I, I know, first of all, I hate to say this, but I know this is going to sound really maybe cheesy, but I don't really do any load-ins. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I can and I have, and I've done plenty of them. Uh, but actually, it's funny because when we do radio spots or anything like that, we just bring only the Weber. Okay. <laughs> you know, we don't bring the snare drum or the floor tom or any of that. Wow. It's, uh, how do I feel about it? Actually... I mean, I, I, I've told this story a million times. We were doing um, Montreal Jazz Festival, but there was a TV thing in the daytime to promote it. And we were in the back, like, you know, in this dressing room. And they must have been doing, like, a cooking segment or something like that. So there was a Weber grill in the corner. And Brian, both of those, Brian and Gordon are very, they love Sun Ra, you know, and they love mm. free jazz. And so this, nothing's out of the question. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, he saw the barbecue, he said, why don't you play that thing? I was like, right, uh, yeah. I was like yeah, cool. So, so the, you know, the stage guys came in. I said, I'm going to play that. And I looked at it. I said, yeah, yeah. So they took it out there. And uh, we didn't know. I didn't even try it out, really. <laughs> you know, so we're, uh, we're you know, in this, whatever, it's a TV sound stage or whatever. And we just, we just went after it. And it was right away where I looked at Brian and Gordon. And 
you know, the smile, like, okay, this is all right. And then it yeah. was like, second song, this is really cool. So that's how that came about. And then um, <laughs> we were, we had a, so then we were doing, oh, you got a question or something there? No, it just are, like, it, we, it was cutting out. Glitchy. Yeah. Uh, then we, we were, we were going to do uh, Stephen Colbert. And then from there, go to Australia. So I was talking to Brian. I'm like, all right, so what are we going to do for his Colbert thing? But he said, well, just play just the barbecue. I'm like, well, of course, Nashville television. I mean, yeah, because we know it works. <laughs> and then I said, well, all right. And then the Australian tour, he's like, get a road case for the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was like, all right. And I, so then I actually was using symbols. You know, I had like a, a I still have it sitting. It's a 19 inch crash K crash ride. Right. And then I think it was using uh, a small splash or something like that. And after a while, Brian just said, he was like, you know what? <sighs> Get rid of the symbols. And I was, you know, I was like, <laughs> first gosh, of all, he's dude. the boss. First of all, he's the boss. But second of all, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. The barbecue actually is like, it's like a, it's like a mega bell ride kind of vibe. Do you know what I mean? It's, wow. it's, it's, it's got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No ringing, but it still gives that, like, I don't know, that kind of metallic, you know, with your right hand, you, that helping the, you know, your right, it would be, what it would be like a hi hat or I, I guess, you know what I mean? Huh. So, uh, yeah, that's to answer cool. the question, yeah, man, it actually was kind of just happened. It wasn't, it wasn't preconceived and I love it. Yeah. And I actually don't, I hate to say this, man, guys, but I don't miss the symbols. At least with the fam, you know what I mean? That's that so crazy. <laughs> I mean, with a jazz gig, of course, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't really miss it, you know? So, yeah, it's crazy. I have this it? reoccurring dream. I have this Uh-oh. reoccurring nightmare all the time. Where you forgot I, your hi-hat clutch? It's like, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> something like that. I show up to a gig, I'm late. Like a, mm-hmm. it's like a big, you know, concert, like an arena gig or something, or a, yeah. or a festival or something, and I'm late. And I have to like, like the, the lights go out and the, the intro music starts and I walk out on stage and I didn't have time to set up my stuff. And it's like, I'm oh. missing my drumsticks or I don't, I don't have my full kit or it's spread out or it's like, and yeah. I have to use a kit like that where it's like, well, we have a barbecue lid and then that's like <laughs> part of my drums and I just have a snare and I have to make it work. And it's like, whenever I see your kit, like your, your stage setup or whatever, I'm like, it gives me anxiety. Like <laughs> I, uh, that's my dream. That's my nightmare that I keep having. Like that's this hilarious. could happen to me, you know, or I have, that's all I have to use. And like, I got to make it work, you know, or, or it's either that, or my drums are really spread out. And like, right. like I have to use like French fries as my drumsticks or something, you know, <laughs> isn't like, that crazy? <laughs> I have those dreams too, where it's like loading and something's like, something's missing or like no snare drum. Yeah. yeah. It's like that high school dream. A lot of people have like, oh, I had to go back because I never got all the credits or something. It's like this, uh, you know? So, yeah, I hear you. I have those too. That's really cool though. I like, I love that. That is like, that's, you know, like I said, like the, the band has always had an, a unique setup, you know, using percussion and very minimal, but like, adding stuff like that where it's just like it's so violet femmes too like you know Ooh, yeah. to, to have and, a barbecue as your part of your drum kit well you know in victor the original drummer he had what he calls a transophone it's basically like uh, a metal bushel basket that he would put over a floor tom so that was always that was it, it's funny because it fits in with that concept 
but it, like I yeah. said, it wasn't something we were thinking like, okay, now we have to do that. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, the, the band cool. is like that. Yeah. I mean, Brian plays the mariachi big, that big mariachi bass. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. It's, it's really, they are something those fellas. I love it. <laughs> I Phil, really enjoy one? it. Come on, Phil. Um, I'm, well, we had a, another listener question that was just asking. Yeah. Um, about what how the i mean i guess you weren't in the band originally but no. they started in a garage right um, and like busking or something too right they were big on busking yeah. yeah i mean they would rehearse i think in victor's basement but not much rehearsing the rehearsing was out on the street because wow. the idea uh. you know it, 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 you want to get out and play right and those guys you know and, and at that time people were not booking them a lot here in milwaukee Mm. Believe it or not, you know how we've come to love them and we're like, oh, this is great. So they were like, well, there were so many cases where they were like, yeah, we're not going to book you. This is just too weird. So they were, <laughs> they were like, well, forget about it. Screw it. We're going to play in the street and it makes makes some cash. And so for beer money, right? Split it up. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so really, I, yeah, they started off busking more or less. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's they really were, cool. it was not easy for them to get gigs. They were too weird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, cut forward to, you know, years later, they're one of the most iconic alternative rock or folk punk bands of... And timeless. Know. That music and timeless. is... Timeless. Exactly. It's like, it's strange. It's not strange. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing, obviously, for the band. But yeah, it's a time... It's like a rite of passage. I mean, it was for me, you know, of course. It's exactly that thing where it's like, you could play it at a wedding, you could play it at a bar mitzvah, you can play it at a punk Everybody, show, you can yeah. play it at a blues show. It doesn't matter. It's going to work. You know, you yeah, could play the ja a jazz festival, a world music festival. It, it's like... It just yeah. crosses all the boundaries. It's really cool. Well, it's funny you say it because we actually, years, well, throughout the years, since I've been in a band, we've done jazz festivals. Yeah. And I was, I was always kind of like, how are we? Oh my God, we're such, we're going to be posers. We're, and no, <laughs> because it's, it's the band will play a lot of our f further out stuff. Right. You know, that's the great thing about the band, too, is that each night there's so much improvising mm -hmm. that keeps it fresh for everyone. So, yeah, even jazz festivals. Yeah, and we play Buster. <laughs> yeah, that's cool though. Everybody yeah, knows yeah. that song. And then yeah, but course. the thing is, it's the same reason why you work as the drummer is you know, your history is, you know, from what I've read is is yeah, in yeah. jazz and your dad was a musician too, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's like true. so it's um that I mean that's why it works. You know, it's 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 cool. I think having yeah. that jazz background definitely helps. Yeah. Uh but I can't say that. I don't know. I mean, I came up doing a jazz thing, and it was getting to the point where I was doing clubs. And I did a lot of jazz with a great guy. His name's uh, Frank Catalano. He does stuff with Jimmy Chamberlain from the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I used to play in Chicago and all over. I toured with him quite a bit. It was getting to the point, though, for me, where it's like I was not going to be able to replicate, duplicate Tony Williams' ride pattern from the Miles album in this year. You know what I mean? It was like... yeah. Uh, so I think having a, being in a band where I could use the jazz, you know, I mean, that influence, but yeah. not have it be where I, Oh no, I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So it really works. Yeah. It really works for this group. That's cool. Um, okay. So I'm going to, uh, let's ask like one or two wheel of death questions. Okay. So uh -oh. wheel of death is not scary. <laughs> no one dies. It's just ran. It's just a question randomizer. And then, um, yeah, we'll uh we'll 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 do it. Let's let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. All right, so what's your favorite thing to do besides drums? 
What's your favorite thing besides drums? Mm, I like going out. To, well, when I could, I like to go out to eat. Yeah. Uh, Trying, yeah, different different foods and eating different crazy things like that. Yeah, That's I cool. like to go out to eat a lot, you know, and just the leisure part of you know. But also, I like the I like the crazy food thing, you know. Yeah, That's eating cool. different things. Yeah, trying different things. I like um I like eating food. <laughs> I like going out and eating food. But like I'm I'm on a super crazy diet right now. I won't get into it, but. I have, what is I have like an Atkins or something. Yeah, like that? I have a, I have, I have stomach problems. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to be on a, a, a strict Conscious. diet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, it's still like, I love food. Like I love all kinds of food, but yeah, whatever. Oh, well, whatever you're eating in your case, I'm sure you make it in a way that it's keeps it exciting. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, you know, I don't know what exactly what you have to eat, but I'm sure then you're like, all right, well, I have these certain things. Right. What can I do with these things? You know, I like doing it. I like cooking at home too, as well. It's not just yeah. a going out thing, but yeah, I enjoy it. Food I is enjoy- love. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's, that's Phil's, Phil's passion is cooking, right, Phil? Well, now it's like building things and making kids and <laughs> making kids. <laughs> I feel bad we're leaving <laughs> Phil out of it. <laughs> Phil, what's your favorite thing to do besides drums? I mean, yeah, I guess I was going to say right now it's probably cooking. Yeah. I like cooking. Yeah. Phil makes makes yeah. amazing bread too. Like amazing sweet sourdough bread. You're too oh, sweet. Man. Ooh, I have to be easy in the carbs. Hey Phil, how many how many children do you have at home? I have two. I think I I don't know why Little? Corey said I one of my favorite things is making kids. Well, <laughs> It, 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 I, I had fun making them as well. I, I mean, it was definitely enjoyable. <laughs> That's the fun part. Ha, like That's when you right. get them, it's yeah. a lot of work. Oh, yeah, I, I got two boys. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite thing besides drums, uh, you know, like right now is I like cycling, man. I'm into cycling, but I haven't been oh, yeah. riding too much. So I guess like a, f- a fixed gear kind of guy or something. I or? was. I, I, I sold my fixed gear. But but like I still ride a road bike and um, okay and then I have a there's this big thing this big big bike BMX thing going on out here and I've been oh, okay. like, kind of caught up in that a little bit I have like a big, oh that's cool yeah and so I was into BMX when I was a little kid young kid so was then, I, yeah yeah and then I got a big BMX and I started riding it and it was like the first second I rode it I felt like I was 12 years old again. Like on a, a BMX feeling? bike, it was like jumping off curbs, and I'm like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I'm into cycling. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's nice for all of us to have something. You know how, like, I, I I would think that all musicians are like this, but I know with drummers, you know how we went through that whole period where it was like, you obsess on it, you sit, you yeah. look at the drum set, how your tom is angle, all of <laughs> right. you know, I mean, all the practicing, listening to the licks. And then you realize at some point, like, ah, I have to do something else because, you know what I mean? It's going to feed that. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, right. That moment where you're back on a a BMX and you're just, yeah, how how exciting, huh? So That's awesome, man. Um, Yeah. All right, let's go one more. Okay. Oh boy. All right. What's the oh. most annoying thing about yourself that people may not know? <laughs> or maybe people do know. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a great question, first of all. Um <laughs> Oh man, I, I was actually 
because I've been doing, obviously we're all stuck at home and we're doing, which is great. I love doing these podcasts. Uh, what other people think about me, I, I have to think about that. But what I think is my, this Midwest accent thing, which I like, <laughs> I like to, you know, like rip on myself for it. Yeah. Cause when I listen back, I'm like, oh man, you sound like a farmer, you know? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even I notice it to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> other people, I don't know. Um, you know what? I think maybe it's even a drummer characteristic, but you know, I'm a little like, I'm always high energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, definitely play on top of the beat. I can play That's behind good. a beat. You know, I've taught too. So I, you know, yeah. I, you have to be, I've taught kids. Okay. This is on the beat. This is behind the beat, but I'm always on top of the beat. Love it. Yeah. So maybe a little yeah. intense, you know I mean? I guess that would be something that would be a negative trait. That's cool. Characteristic, yeah. Yeah, I don't I think not. that's I think that's good. That's good qualities in my opinion. Like you're really, upbeat yeah. and you're like, you know, you're positive and like I'm a little yeah. intense, yeah. yeah that's I cool. Guess that would be for some people it just doesn't work for them. But yeah, it's yeah. coming from a good place. I'm I'm really like self-conscious of my accent too. Like I know I have a what strong accent? California, strong California accent and a lot of people yeah. don't think I look the way that, or they don't think I sound the way I look. So no one would think I'm like a tall black dude, you know, but I'm like, I'm born and raised in California, Southern California. And so that's the way I talk. I'm not from Atlanta or I'm not from the South. Like I'm from SoCal and that's the way I talk. Like, I don't know how else to tell, like what to tell you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's funny like when I go to the barbershop or something and they're like, "Bro, where are you from? Like, why don't you, you why do you talk like the way you do?" I'm like, "Cuz I was born and raised here in California, all right?" Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Our saxophone player is from uh San Diego, Blaze Garza. Um, and I yeah, I mean, there's maybe a certain You know what I notice? It's not so much the accent is that it's like um it's more of a way things are. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, we'll get to 10 minutes. And it's, it's, we always <laughs> laugh when we're on tour. It's like, hold on a second. It's, it's West Coast time. Right. That's <laughs> so how it is. Yeah, which I, I, that's cool. I just have to remember to bring myself back. But accent wise, I never noticed anything like that. Oh, that's good. West, yeah, I never, no. Some of the, like, some me. of the, some of the gospel chop drummers that we've had on, I'm always like insecure, like, Hey man, you know, you can tell oh, we're really? in San Diego with my accent, you know, I'm just, I'm just, and they're like, Oh, that's all like, no one cares, but I do. No, no. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, good. <laughs> See, now we, we, something else we share in common. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, those guys are, I'm so intimidated by those gospel, those guys. Yeah. What dude? I know. But, but the thing is also though, like they don't do what you do, you know, they don't, they don't. They could, I'm sure if they, they can, wanted to. They, I, I'm sure they could play the crap out of a barbecue lid, but it still isn't. <laughs> you are playing giant. You're playing Red Rocks, and you're playing all these places, and they're playing. Yeah. They're they're, they're yeah. shedding with their friends to get quicker yeah. and faster. And well, sure, but also I always tell this like to my son. I said, listen, there's a million other guys that can do what I do, but no, Dad, you're the. I'm like, yeah, I understand, it, but you have to understand, <laughs> especially those guys. Uh, it's just, I guess they, they, I don't know if they would, well, they would maybe want to do it for, yeah, for playing Red Rocks and, or money yeah. or something like that. But those guys are more than capable. I don't know if that's even what they're into. Yeah. I, that's the only, I'm not trying to rip on those guys, but sometimes I'm like, can you just kind of play a beat? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're killing me. I can never, I, I don't like, I can't believe you're doing that even is possible, but can you right. just kind of go back to playing? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, feel I mean, I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing. No, I, I respect immensely their talent, the, but I this just, is it, a, 
it's a hot topic on this show quite often. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's uh it's um it's something that I, you know, a lot of people assume a lot of people assume that I'm a gospel drummer and I'm not. That's kind of weird. Yeah, and it's like, kind of not cool. Actually, I think that's kind of not cool. I always have to tell people I like I didn't grow like I I posted a thing of me like like just messing around on the drums and I was like right. this is what it sounds like when I try to swing. And then a, a dude commented and he was like yeah, this is what a lot of church drummers sound like when they try to sing. And I'm like, what, I didn't dude? grow up playing what? in church, bro. That's jacked. Like, yeah, and I go, I didn't, I didn't grow up playing in church, but I did grow up playing a lot of jazz. And like, yeah. so it just shows what you know, bozo. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah. So I don't more. You know, I I think a lot of what those dudes do is great, and I I think you know I, it's a lot of stuff that I can't do, and so you know, and and it's a lot of stuff that you have to fake, you know, to get gigs these days. So it's like, but I appreciate it. You know, I think it's cool. It's it is what it is, though. It's it's like anything else. Yeah. Nobody. None of us ever had to fake anything to get a gig, right? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Bossa Nova, not Samba. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean this? No. I got, oh, yeah, I got it. Too fast. Too slow. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, okay. So we've, we've yeah. kept you on longer than we we've, we've intended, oh, okay. but we do have one. I don't one. Mind it, yeah. Okay. That's good. I, I was going to say, I, if, yeah, I'm fine. I know you have a lesson, but whatever you want. Well, I'm we have one, we do have one more listener one that is, okay. um, if, if we can, I was just going to say, if it's okay. Oh, yeah, with I'm you. fine. Yeah. I just want to ruin your lesson stuff. So. No, you're, you're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, and dude, for a good interview, like for somebody like you to come on the show, lessons can wait. All right. So, <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. No, but I understand. I don't want, you know, yeah, I'm actually uh, looking in the back to see what gear you have. We'll we'll talk about that later. But anyway, oh, okay. start with the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking um, at on that shelf over there. Yeah. Oh yeah, here this is um that's just our nonsense Sorry. shelf, and then this oh, okay. is um we have yeah, just, let's see back in this corner. Wait, hold on, I'm moving my mic. Oh gosh, this is gonna uh, sound drummer crazy. and drummer engineer. <laughs> we have like uh <laughs> the like like engineering section over there for mixing and stuff, and then okay. I have my snares and oh awesome. Like a lesson kit set up and yeah, yeah. Couple, oh, that's we have cool, a man. kit in the corner. That's my gig kit that's kind of stacked up and yeah. You know, got a bunch Sorry, of I didn't mean to digress. I just I, have like I was checking out the gear. Photography section. Oh man, so yeah, yeah. Do, you like, get the videos. whole stuff. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You do videos and lesson stuff and, and yeah, cool. photography and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that because yeah, yeah. looking checking it out. No worries, no worries. Um, so this we have a question that Phil loves to ask on this show, but one of our Uh-oh. listeners is saying, I hope this question comes up. So okay. it's, it's, it's just, if Jurassic park, like they, it, you could really have Jurassic park, right. And they've recreated a way to have dinosaurs. What mm-hmm. pet dinosaur would you have? If you could have one, this is such a dumb question, dude. <laughs> what dinosaur <laughs> would you choose if you could have one? Okay. First of all, I'm going to sound really dumb. I don't know the names of a lot of them. That was never my thing. But I like the smaller ones, those cute ones that have yeah. the shorter front arms. Because <laughs> I know at least I have some sort of a chance if they like they turn on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you know, like you hear these these people that do these shows with different like lions and stuff, and they'll turn on them. Like at least if that <laughs> if that pet turns on me. I feel like I have some sort of a chance. Plus, he has shorter, fr- or you know, has shorter front arms. Yeah. So what? I, what? What? What is that one called? I don't know. Uh, it's not uh, a T Rex. It's, no. it's like a not a, a raptor. Velas- 
Yeah, the one that flies is the. Oh man, this is. <laughs> do you see why I'm a drummer? Yeah. <laughs> This is why this is a great question, man. This is like, yeah, no, no, like, no it's great. It, you know, it, it brings up, all, yeah. So that would be the one I would, whatever it is called. But yes, but that, assuming that be, assuming it can be fully domesticated and will never sure. turn on you, which would it would that change your answer? <laughs> yes, it would. Because then I would go again. I would if if I knew it wouldn't turn on me and it would, you know. It would be, I would, of course, I'd go over with the biggest, whatever the biggest ones, <laughs> like T-Rex or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. I would, that would be cool. You know, maybe it would let me like ride on the back and, you know what I mean? Flip me around on its tail, like some sort of <laughs> Flintstones type of thing. Yeah, yeah. See, but Phil, you yeah, never know. They, they, they can always turn on you, Phil. Not, you not can this, domesticate. No, not in this scenario. Dude, no, right. How do you know, though, Phil? How do you know? I made, well, he's, I made he's up the establishing it. Right. <laughs> they can he's never right, Phil's turn writing you. the rules on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's you're like wild. you're like cool. the you're like the one, two, three, you're an infinity guy or whatever, you know, that you can't whatever that, that game is when you're a little kid, like not at infinity or whatever. Whatever. You know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Um I'm going with I'm going with like um uh pterodactyl. See now See, you're now Phil gets out. yeah Phil gets technical because he's like no you're talking about the pteranodon that's my choice that's because then pick. you can fly around like Avatar yeah want to go flying <laughs> can you load drums on that thing and get to your gigs by that that like giant bird thing maybe I don't know we'd have to try it, it depends well, on well you write the rules depends Phil. on you the write the rules set. you say yes or no I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean you 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 if if the if the pteranodon can hold the weight, then yes. Okay. Pteranodon. So it's, yeah. it's like a mule pteranodon hybrid. No. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that, maybe. Or a brontosaurus. Not Rex, Phil. If you say Rex, Phil gets mad. It's yeah. He's so very specific about dinosaurs for some reason. This oh my guy. god, I can already see the next hour of uh, after this podcast i'm gonna be you know what i'm gonna be doing i'm looking up all the dinosaurs what are you doing well i'm like this they brought up this question i don't know any dinosaurs i feel stupid i'll be posting on instagram nobody will understand yeah. the joke you know like what, what are you what, are you are you okay dude it's awesome i think phil's sons though are really into dinosaurs right they're like they like dinosaurs yeah yeah, yeah. I, my oldest one is is curious about him he's not like super into him though oh he's a lot more into like robots why do we ask a dinosaur question on a drum show that's another thing i need to figure out (laughs) like people want us to talk about like i don't know bass drum patterns or something and we're like what dinosaur would you choose (laughs) someone even asked for the dinosaur question so you're wrong sorry yeah drummers are kind of like that though we you know we're like we're like oh look so yeah yeah start playing a pattern and it's like oh no i'm doing this phil you know, like, wait, exactly. what? No, just stay in, you know, like that, that's typical, I think, for us. Yeah. There may or may not be a time when I've been playing Blister in the Sun at a wedding and thinking, man, what dinosaur would I choose right now? Like, I mean, doesn't everyone? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're like, I did the same thing, but I was playing it at Red Rocks. <laughs> you know what's funny is that when the band gets back together and we're playing that song, you better believe. I'm going to be thinking about that. This, this. <laughs> and it'll be the story I'll tell all kinds of people, and they'll be like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, you had to be there. Yeah, man. Awesome. 
That's great, dude. All right, man. We're at for that's a great spot to to end this cool. on that question. That's a really funny funny well question, thanks for man. having me you guys it yeah, really been a, it's been a pleasure man thank you so much for doing it and like we i always say the same thing all the time when i'm when i'm doing these, yeah. these interviews but if you like we leave we don't do like a how did you get your start playing drums kind of right a question and answer thing so that we can leave it open-ended so that you're always welcome to come on anytime if you're ever promoting i would anything, love it you yeah, let me man. know and i will definitely hit you up if i have something to promote yes okay cool or or if you just are like hey man i wonder how these guys are doing i would like to come on today like just yeah, hit us i would up love to be cool yeah yeah that's I, cool. i'm flattered thank you guys both phil thank you thank you yeah. yeah. So if people want to get in touch with you or people want to follow you, it's, um, it, it what's your Instagram? More, uh, in, in, yeah. John Sparrow 76. I, yeah, I'm more on the Instagram thing. You know I mean? Yeah. I have a, a Facebook page and I do a little bit of Twitter. I like Twitter, but yeah, I mean, in, in general, you you can find me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So definitely follow John Sparrow 76. And then you obviously can follow the Violet Femmes official on Instagram yep. or check out the website and all that stuff. If you want to see tour dates and all that, not until I 2020. I would though. love, I would like to see tour dates. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I'm going to, I'm going to go check out like my own website looking for tour dates, but yeah, for what it's <laughs> worth too, for the people that are listening or whatever. Um, i if people message me, I'm always I will always answer. I'm always happy to interact cool. with people. So don't be weirded out or anything. Like let's we're brothers, all of us. Yeah. You know, I mean, in general, everybody is. But with the drum uh, fraternity, I'm always open to talking. Right on, man. So very and thank cool, you man. guys. Yeah, thanks again for coming on, and we'll, we'll no, hopefully talk it. soon. Yes. All right, you guys have a good one. You too. All right, take care. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. John Sparrow, you know, just from like one of the most famous bands of all time, <laughs> just coming on the show and just <laughs> just a very real drummer, just very like upbeat and just just a guy that plays drums and uses barbecue lids as ride cymbals and... <laughs> So cool. It was really cool, man. Dude, John, thank you so much for coming on once again. And um, yeah, thanks to, I don't remember who it was that, that requested him to come on, but we really appreciate that. That was a great, great guest to have on the show and we're, we're stoked on it. So yeah. Um, yeah, man. Thank you to him to come on for coming on. And um, <clears throat> yeah, man, what a great interview. So cool. Funny. I mean, we could have just had him on. He could have just been chatting with us all day long, man. I can't imagine you just know? setting up a barbecue. That stresses me out. Just Phil, playing to be a barbecue real. for a gig. So does he? Does he separate the lid? Have you seen? I don't, I don't know. I should have asked. What would him. be dope is if he was cooking something on it while he was playing it. Nah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool that he does that in general, but yeah, that'd, um, that'd be cool to be grilling something. Man, I I always do this, Phil, and I I don't know what. I I don't know what. What's the matter? I don't know what to. I need to make a. a I need to make a. I need to make an intro for Hey This One Time. Oh yeah. So for right now, I'm just gonna play. Stop talking to me. All right. I there give, you go. I give you a yeah. All right, Phil. This one time, I'm gonna. I promise, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make a this one time intro for next week. 
do it. Uh, you know what I wish I had is the drum game song. Oh. I don't remember where I put it though. I've got. The, I think I could find it somewhere. I hope I didn't delete it. Yeah, drum game song would be good. Um. Um. Anyways, okay. I'm gonna do my hey this one time. Okay, wait. Let's just. There we go. Hey, Phil, this one time. <laughs> this is kind of a soapbox, but it's this one time. Okay. This one time, as in this one time, I mean last week. Okay. So it was our anniversary, and I was trying to go get something for my wife. Uh huh. I feel better if I do it this way. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Okay, this one time. Okay. Last week. <laughs> part of my soapbox it just feels more official <laughs> um i was going to get my wife a gift and so i went to a couple different stores and then i pull up in the store like parking lot in um in look like in encinitas lucadia or something and it, it has like it's like an open air mall and so it has a parking lot and they're paving the parking lot right okay so there's like half the parking lot is closed so there's just like a line like as far as the parking lot of cars trying to get in and trying to get out, right? It's like, you can't really move. It's just traffic. It's like people sitting there waiting for the next person in front of them to move. And then there's people like trying to back out of their parking spot and they're, you know, and then people, it's like, it's just a mess. It's a mess. Okay. So I'm trying to go get my wife something nice. I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm asking my mom, hey, what should I get her and all this stuff? So I'm I'm sitting in this line and then I'm, there's a person in front of me that's backing out. So I'm like, sweet, I got a parking spot here. So I have to wait for that person to be, cur I had to be courteous, let that person back out. Mm -hmm. And while I'm sitting in this line, there's a million cars behind me. There's a million cars in front of me. There's a lady behind me and I'm just like hearing beep, 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 like, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So I'm like, will people just calm the heck down? They're like no one can do anything. Everybody's beeping, but you, you can't move. Then I see the lady behind me like throwing up her arms and I hear beep, 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 throwing up her arms and I'm getting, I'm getting pissed off, dude. Like I'm starting to get pissed off. Yeah. So I'm like. It continues. I'm waiting for the car to back out. They're like inching their way out. And then I'm going to take my blinkers on. I'm going to take their spot. So I'm like, and I'm just, I'm, it's like continuous. Beep, beep, beep. The lady behind me throwing up her arms. So finally, I'm like, you know what? No. Attitude Corey comes out. And I'm like, hold on to my mom. And I get out of the car. I get out of the car. What? And I'm like, can you freaking wait? To the lady, to the lady behind me, I'm like, "Can you wait?" <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, she rolls down, dude. She came at me just as hard as I was. She's like an older lady, like as old as my mom, maybe older. Nice. She rolls down her window, and she comes at me with like equal amount of attitude. So, again, I step out of my car, throw my arms up. Can you freaking wait?" She rolls down her window and she's like, I'm not the one that's honking at you. It's the people behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, my bad. And I'm I like sorry, get back in my car. 
<laughs> only waved, smiled. I'm sorry, my bad, and got back in my car. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's amazing. Dude, an old lady like straight came at me, dude, with some gusto. She like, got you. Can you freaking wait? It's not me honking at you. Like, I'm like, oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> that's awesome. I ain't trying to hear that. That's right a good now. my one time. This one time. Yeah, that's a that was a pretty good one, dude. And then my mom was all bummed out, and she was just like, "You can't be acting like that." You know, these these days are crazy. What if that person had a gun? I'm like, "Mom, it's true." First of all, it's these crazy, stupid, privileged people out here in Lucadia that think that it's somebody in front of them that won't just go when everybody in the parking lot is in the same position. Yeah. But I, I'm like, anyways, it wasn't even her fault. Now I feel, feel bad for yelling at some old lady. But she was throwing her hands up, but she was throwing her hands up at the people behind her. So she was already pissed off, dude. I wanted to find her and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lady. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> um, and I'm like, dude, honestly, Phil, like, you'd be pretty happy with me, man. I've been, like, really, like, centered and really, like, this show doesn't reflect that today, but I've been very like positive and just happy, like going to the beach and just being like, man, I'm really like pumped on everything right now. I'm just stoked. Yay. So that's good. Um, and then I'll, I'll have my moments though, where I'm like, dude, <sighs> but you, you put me, you dropped me into like South Orange County at a wedding. Oof. My attitude changes quick. Blech. Blech. Yeah. All right, Funky Phil, you got anything else to add to this beautiful show that we've had today? Not really. It was very enjoyable. Very was, enjoyable. Nice I'm happy to, to be you, back. Sorry that we, you, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not our longest show that we've had, but it's, it's up there. Great guest today. Great yeah. soapboxes, if I do say mo- so myself. Those are fantastic soapboxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving the Phil, how you doing segment, and it's just like the the, the music starts and Phil just starts talking about his his day. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's great stuff. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to all the listeners that, that sent in questions. Thanks to the people in the chat room that sent in questions. Um, special thanks to John Sparrow. Um, yeah, really cool to come on our janky show and just chat about drums and dinosaurs. Lots of fun. Thank you, Funky Phil. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. And uh, now it's time for Beach Brigade. I got to go. So um, we'll be back next week with a different guest and uh, a different show. Until then, I'm Corey Kingston. That's Funky Phil. Remember to get your pets paid paid and, paid and neutered. <laughs> Spayed and neutered. Paid. What is this, a game show? <laughs> paid and neutered. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, check out the Patreon. Sign up. It's very seriously, it's seriously, you could get so much bonus content for like five bucks. And like, you would literally blow that like more than that at, at like on a beer. So do help out the drum brigade, help us to keep the lights on and get good content. Don't let us make all this content for nothing. Right, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This is show, uh, what is this? 91. 91. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, boy. I love you, Mom and Dad. 
stop talking to me. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.